Well, welcome everyone to the Robin Walter Show here on the Red Sky Radio Network. Gosh, as always, got so much to fit in, and we're going to roll right away here today. If you want to reach me, you can. You can email me a couple of different ways, actually. RedSkyRadio777 at gmail.com or RobinWaltersShow at gmail.com. I will get it either way. Comments, criticisms, contributions. Hallelujah, whatever. We are a listener-supported program. I supplement it with my extra income. I I continue to work for two particular reasons. One, to make sure that none of my grandchildren ever see a government school. Number two, to keep this program on the air. It is ministry. But I want to start here with um, some good news, as I try to do every week. And this one involves my all-time favorite fast food restaurant, In-N-Out. I have several other T-shirts. I wear them out. And um, I know there's competition in this space. Uh, five Guys and what's the other one? Culver's. Not not bad. They just can't beat In-N-Out for, for me anyway. I'm a big fan of them. They have uh, a conservative management. It's, been, it's never been publicly owned. They give to conservative causes, and now the left is going bonkers and calling for a boycott of In-N-Out because In-N-Out will not let employees wear masks unless they have a note from their doctor. Except in California and Oregon, and I guess it's apparently because those two left-wing states have laws that would basically shut down In-N-Out. They did shut down an In-N-Out in San Francisco a couple of years ago because they wouldn't monitor the California vaccine mandate. They didn't want to they didn't want to be the vaccine Nazis, a tool of the left-wing government regime that California is well known for, and they shut that one down. So it could be ultimately in and out may have no lo- locations in any state that's deeply blue. But you say you might say, well, why is this good news? Well, first of all, the left has always hated In and Out because uh, they they support conservative causes. And as you well know, if you have eaten at this great restaurant, that you will find scripture on different parts of the um, packaging. In fact, I'm going to eat there. I'm going to make a point of going there today because of the left's boycott. Because I want to tell them how much I appreciate them. In Arizona, the mandate that they can't wear masks unless they get a note from their doctor stands. But if you look on the bottom of the fries, I think it is. There's a passage. There's a passage on. Uh, I don't know if it's on the cups or on one of the wrappings for the burgers. I'm going to get it. Report on it. The left has always hated them for that, but the left fact sort of shuts up because they like the burgers better than anything else. And this is what this is a great thing for Christians and conservative organizations to understand. 
one of the ways to win over the left is just to do and be the best that you can at what you do or you're serving. And you'll put these people in kind of a their own personal straitjacket. Oh, I hate you, but gosh, you got the best burgers. I'll uh, give me five of them. What what have you? And, and you'll get to this. I call it the Bill Gates paradox. So we got too many people. We got to get these. Uh, we got to get rid of cows. We got to quit eating beef. And then somebody catches him on a hot mic talking about how much he wants a double cheeseburger. But this is typical of the left. They're hypocrites through and through. There is nobody in Scripture that Jesus loathes and despises and chews out, and he does, like hypocrites. Woman, the woman on her fifth husband, the prostitute, no, forgiveness, but don't be a hypocrite. But so the left is saying, well, so you got somebody who who would come to you want somebody coming to work and they would be sneezing because they're sick or they got a cold and not be able to wear a mask? No, Nimrod. If you're sick, you don't come to work, period, mask or otherwise. So let me ask these questions. Why is it okay for the governments, the left-wing semi-Nazi regimes like California, to compel the wearing of a mask or will shut you down but it's not okay for a private employer to compel employees to not wear a mask. The left is so stupid. They are so desperate. They're talking about bringing the Americans with Disabilities Act against in and out because they won't let them wear the mask. Well, what's a disability? The mask is basically for Frady cats. I'm sorry, it is. I never... I, yes, I wore one where I absolutely had to because my wife wouldn't wear one, so I had to do the shopping. They've been proven to be absolutely ineffective. 57 studies, masks aren't worth crap, while Tony Fauci's up there showing a double mask, and in one photo, triple masking. Why? Because it's control. The extreme to which the left went, the, it went from stupid to insane, all because they hate Donald Trump. All of this just to get him out of office. The CDC now admits they've overstated COVID deaths by 30%. Well, we know they were lying, but they're still lying because 30% is still a gross overstatement. The guy who died on a motorcycle accident, they claimed it was COVID up in Montana. I could go down the line. The people who are having problems today are the people who have been vaccinated, not the ones who haven't. The vaccine has turned into the killer. The number of deaths, the excess deaths among 20 to 45-year-olds after you take out COVID deaths is so ridiculously above normal. And the only thing that's common among these uh, death charts, as I will call it, coming out of the UK and other places, is that people have been vaccinated. So we know that the left has lied about this. I've said they were lying from day one. I get some things wrong. This one I got right. However, in in and outs case, like I said, uh, the government somehow can compel something that's a lie and stupid, but a private employer can't compel something that's good and normal, right? Well, why is this good news? I'm still getting to that. Because... Two things will happen. Conservatives like me, we will eat more and more at In-N-Out. And guess what? 
I won't have to sit next to a bunch of leftist weenies in there, or at least not as many. So that, that'll be great, right? More customers. All right, got to move on here. Took too much time, but that's near and dear to my heart. So another thing, this is good news. Now, you, you might think this is bad news, but I like to see the silver lining in this stuff. The far left, in other words, CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, and you throw in all the other alphabet stations, have identified the 10 worst states in the United States. Uh, no surprise, they've identified Texas as the worst. All 10 states are deeply red. And they said, these are the states you don't want to move to or do business with. They're coming out in an all no holds barred, all attack against states that are red. These are those states. Florida, Arkansas, Tennessee, Indiana, Missouri, Alabama, South Carolina, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Texas. Now, they left a state out of there, Kentucky, which belongs in there, which is probably my favorite of the red states. So you say, well, why is this good news? Well, the left goes on, blah, 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 about voting rights. Oh, they kind of suppress the voting rights in these states. Oh, gosh, come on. Give me a break. Are Democrats so stupid they don't know how to get a photo ID to prove themselves at the polls? No, it facilitates voter fraud. You remember, to the left, which has no problem slaughtering babies at any point in the time, they're all fine with everything queer, and, and sodomistic, the ones who hate Scripture, bibliophobic, Christophobic, truthophobic, common sensophobic, what are they? Well, I, 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 just, I just had to check myself. I know sometimes I've made enough mistakes on this air, uh, airing, on the air over 18 years that when I brush up really close to going over the edge, so I had to pull back on that. But why is this good news? Because the left is telling people, they're, they're le the leftist lemmings, the ones that actually believe them, where not to live, where not to go. This is great news. There's nothing more that I would love than to keep the left out of Florida, Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Indiana, Missouri, Alabama, South Carolina, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Texas. I'd like to throw in Arizona because Arizona is a red state. It was The election was stolen here. But the fact of the matter is, this is good news. Stay out. In fact, what I have said when it comes down to the point of states seceding, any secession movement will fail unless that state undertakes actions and in writing into its new constitution those things which repulse the left, which antagonizes the left, which ticks them off, which causes them hissy fits, which triggers the snowflakes. Keep them out. Make this a state you don't want to. Whenever, whenever Gavin Greaseball Gruesome announces some new state that he's got a travel ban against, like Montana, and then he turns around, takes a private jet up there to go vacation in Montana, like uh, Bill Gates wanting the double cheeseburger, the hypocrites. 
Every time Gavin Grusom says that, that state should cheer and applaud that they don't have left-wing demon-crack Californians coming into that particular state. So this is good news. Keep it up, left. Okay, next one. A judge in the United Methodist um, Church Conference has ordered that the denomination cannot stop Methodist churches from getting out of that denomination because they don't support the all-queer agenda of the United Methodist Church, a church I happen to used to belong to a long time ago. Well, you say, well, uh, this is good news in and of itself because there's being freedom. They have to be liberated by virtue of a judge. They won't let them go. But I I raise this for this particular point. Notice that the actions of the left, whether it is the federal government or whether it's the state government or now leftist churches, have all been about suppressing people and keeping them trapped and with mandates. You see, people are leaving the left-wing states in droves, some of them sadly for the wrong reasons because they're going to spoil and pollute better states and bring with them their failed stupid voting preferences they just get out because, oh, the taxes are too high. Oh, the traffic is too high. No, but I'm going to still vote for all the stupid crap that I did in California, which turned it into the hellhole that it is. So they can't attract people other than by one thing, weather. Weather will attract people. But I want to tell you, the weather in heaven will make San Diego look like a pile of trash, relatively speaking. So don't put too much on that. They can't attract people. They drive them away. So what does the left do what the left always has to do? It has to suppress and constrict and restrict and chase down people who are drawing California pensions and don't want to pay California tax because they decided to get the heck out of there and move to Idaho. Remember, there's only two ways by which people are what, managed, governed by force or by consent. And because the left has to use force is why the left is forced to lie. And I want to touch on something great that Dennis Prager said later in this program. They have to resort to force. They don't have goodness. They can't get consent. Biden couldn't get consent, has to dictate things. Barack Hussein, Obama, same thing there. Gavin Greaseball, Gruesome, same thing there. Well, one more good news. You say, was there good news in that? Yeah, there actually was. You just had to wait for it. I love, this is a good news story, I love the diversity of the Republican Party. Truth be known, at heart, I am a libertarian that votes Republican. Because we got a lot of rhinos in the Republican Party that, frankly, nauseate me as much or more than Democrats. Because the De- Democrats do evil. Because they, they, what they pursue, and it's not l- liberalism anymore, it's leftism. 
There's two branches of the Democratic Party. RFK Jr. being the old school Democrat, which the new school left despises and loathes. And we'll get to that in a minute. But when Jen Psaki said, well, the Republicans are actually fine with Joe Biden um, behind closed doors because he's just an old white guy. Well, where are all the old white guys and old white women? They're in the Democrat Party. Joe Biden, older than dirt, doesn't make him bad, but he's an old white guy. They're the, Jen Psaki, you're the one and all your, all your compatriots there on the left you're the ones who put him in the office. You're the ones who really like that guy. And go, oh, by the way, you really like Dianne Feinstein. You really like Nancy Pelosi. You're the party of all old white elitists that do their best by cajoling certain black leaders to keep some blacks on the plantation, though they're leaving in droves under godly, articulate, conservative spokesmen and spokeswomen, if you will, that are black, because the real diversity today is the Republican Party. Oh, that old white guy, Vivek Ramaswamy, 37-year-old Indian. Oh, that over that old white guy, uh, Tim Scott, who I must apologize. Last week, I made a reference to Tim Scott, a listener uh, in Nevada, corrected me, said, you know, I know you meant Tim Scott, but you said Rick Scott. I did make a mistake. I meant Tim Scott, the black guy, not the half black guy, the full black guy from South Carolina who I really like. How about Hung Kao? Look this guy up. H-U-N-G, capital C-A-O, a refugee from Vietnam in 1975 running for the Senate. In Virginia, this guy is the real... You want diversity, racial diversity. You want gender diversity. And I'm not talking about gender-affirming diversity. That crapola. You want age diversity? Go to the Republican Party. That's where the opportunities exist. And it's there for, for Trump to pick if he doesn't screw it up. And I got to say this because I'm because you know I support the guy, but I've also been open to criticizing him where he needs to be criticized. A couple of things he's got to do and we're changing courses you can tell here. The Donald has to quit it. Doggone it, quit whining about the 2020 election. Knock it off. I've heard enough every time he starts talking about that. I'll vote for you, but you keep it up. I'm just a hair's breadth away from supporting Ramaswamy, who I love. He's brilliant, and he's moral. A hair's breadth away from losing that support. He's got to knock it off, and he, doggone it, he's got to start admitting when he's screwed up. He got duped by Tony Fauci, big time. Admit it, Donald, you got duped. And then he said, I probably made a mistake when I pointed Christopher Ray as head of the FBI. Duh, you think? Probably? Donald, just say, I got screwed up. I was off. Don't say I probably was. And then actually admitting that he picked a bad guy, he blames it on Chris Christie. 
So number one, you didn't do right by vetting Ray to begin with. You got hooked. You picked a loser. And second of all, what are you doing listening to another loser for your advice? Like Chris Christie. Ah, yeah, I'll be there supporting with everything I can if he's a candidate, but he's going to get a lot more support if he could swallow a bit of pride, and he needs to do it. Otherwise, he's going to go the path of Nebuchadnezzar, and he may not be the nominee. God could yank him in a heartbeat if he doesn't swallow some pride. A lot of pride. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, so, gosh, I got a bunch of stories here I wanted to cover, but I can't. I'm taking too much time on all this good news that I'm uh, not getting to some other stuff. But I need to cover an abortion-related topic here, which is so alarming. Oh, my gosh. All right. Sometime down the road here, i probably save it for January, the 24 reasons why you should be pro-life. 22 of them are biblical passage. The other two relate to com one common sense and one constitutional law, which I've been talking about. Uh, I try to do it about every two years. I'm going to come back to it. But so we get to Mr. Kirby, Mr. John Kirby, a White House spokesman, who contends that the National Defense Authorization Act, where the Republicans have said in the bill that we are not going to support travel expenses for military members to go kill their unborn. Kirby, as you probably know, has come out and said that the United States government has a foundational, sacred obligation to provide their troops and their family members with access to abortion. So just li listen to what he's saying. He is saying that it is a sacred, sacred. Now, we've heard planned non-parenthood say for the last four or five years that abortion, abortion is a sacrament. No, it's not Bill and Hillary Clinton anymore. Uh, good, uh, I mean, it's safe, legal, and rare. It's a sacrament. It's a positive good, according to Planned Non-Parenthood. Kirby is supporting that comment, that belief, by saying there is a sacred obligation to facilitate troops and their spouses in the execution of their innocent, unborn children. It's sacred. Now, you know who else thought it was sacred? The gods of, uh, God of Molech and Ashtaroth in Bible times, where they offered up as a sacred rite their children and burned them in fire to please the gods of Molech and Ashtaroth. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Kirby's saying here, apparently, that the military... Before you can go kill other people in military combat, which is sometimes necessary, it's important that we, uh, the guilt, supposedly guilty ones, 
before we go to Ukraine and kill Soviets who are supposedly guilty, we need to first be able to have access to killing innocent people, humans, here in the United States. This is how corrupt. How could the United States avoid judgment when we're doing this? In fact, the judgment that God would not remove from Israel as a result of the reign of King Manasseh was in no small part due to the fact that he shed much innocent blood and it had to be accounted for, notwithstanding Manasseh's repentance. So one person wrote to me, and I'm going to quote the party. I won't quote the name, but I'll quote what he said. The military is going to take care of you and your family by ensuring that one of them is never born. And that's something. One of you is never... That's how they're going to take care of you, is to make sure that one of you will not be born. Is that how you take care of your family? Is by terminating somebody who's part of your family, would be part of your family? Is that taking care of your... You take care of your family by killing them? Kirby is denying dignity and respect to that unborn individual. We know that leftists treat abortion like a sacrament of the religion, but the word sacred should never be associated with a practice unless in opposition to it. So diversity, equity, inclusion that the military supports never helped a single person aim a rifle more accurately or fly a plane or helicopter more competently. Neither has opening the military to transgenders who clearly have serious mental issues that bring them to the point of pretending to be the opposite sex, even to the extent of lopping off perfectly healthy body parts. What does that have to do with military preparation and readiness? Kirby tried to claim that the lack of access to abortion in states is becoming a retention and moral and morale issue. Yes, it is, just not in the way he thinks. In fact, the DEI program and the generally woke policies are harming military readiness, undermining morale, and it's actually causing a retention and recruitment crisis. I want to stop there with that quote because I have covered this before. Why does the Navy have to pull out a tranny, a digital tranny guy, because they want to attract more into the Navy? Is that what you're trying to attract? Transvestites, pedophiles, queers, sodomites? Is that military preparation and readiness? It is. I know people. I know people personally who have left the military because it's woke, the queer crap Ola. The political politicization of the of our military is preparing us not to win wars, but to prepare us to go down in flames. Oh my! So various people, including Kirby, are saying that the Republicans are engaging in a culture war and virtual virtue signaling to members of our base. The fact is, quite the opposite is true. I didn't start these culture wars. My friends, black, white, red and yellow, black and white, 
They're not starting the culture wars, my Christian compadres. No, the war's been brought to us. We're being attacked by all sides. Who is it that brings queerdom into the schools? Who is it that brings trannyism into the schools? And then when we stand up and fight this wickedness from the pits of hell, we are charged with assault and battery. We're the ones that are called to be the ones who are controversial. Well, look, lopping off some 12-year-old girl's breasts and is the controversy. Opposing it is not controversial. That's standing up for righteousness. See, the progressives aren't progressive. They're regressive. I don't use the word progressive. Not at all in any context anymore because it is so misused. Tell me, what, what's progressive? What's going, what is there about going forward to recreate the days of Sodom and Gomorrah when God destroyed them thousands of years ago? What's progressive about killing unborn children I'm saying, what's progressive about it when all it does is it conjures up the offering up of your children by burning them in fire to the gods of Molech? What's progressive about gun control when the greatest gun control advocates in the world slaughtered their own citizens like Hitler, Idi Amin, Castro, Stalin? You get the point. Don't go away. I'm going to hit you with something else when we get back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Ah, we're back to Robin Walter, Red Sky Radio, the Robin Walter Show here. Johnny Paycheck uh, sang that song. wonder why do I play that? I got a wide variety of music uh, that I play. I love it all. And interesting, guy telling him to take this job and shove it. His last name is Paycheck. And uh, obviously, after he tells him to take this job and shove it, he's not getting a paycheck anymore. But I would play that song from time to time when I'd have somebody who got fired because they wouldn't take the vaccine or wouldn't wear a mask. People who stood up to the mask Nazis and the vaccine Nazis, otherwise known as the Biden administration and the CDC. Well, okay, there might be some people at In-N-Out. You heard the opening story. They might say, well, I can't wear a mask. I'm going to leave. They might, they might say, take this job and shove it. Well, you know what? Those kinds of employees I would love to see gone from In-N-Out. But they won't leave because they aren't really there. 
in and out, pays good wages, hires far above average intelligence for fast food restaurant workers. Anyway, okay, you ready for this one? I want to come back to the abortion issue before I get on to something dealing with China, which you have to hear. But this is an excerpt. I can't use the person's name. But she is writing as an emergency medicine technician. And this was recent. And this was published by Live Action News. So I want to quote most of what this woman has to say. And this is a testimonial. This is where we are as a country. How we have split as a country. We're divided over in and out. I've said this country is going to split for a long time. I haven't changed from that. Secession is a certainty. The only question mark is, will there be civil war? And the conservatives won't start it. The left doesn't want to see people leave. They want to restrict, constrict, hamstring you, tie you down to keep you from going so you can keep working and pay taxes to their screwed up regime. They're, they will be the ones that will launch an attack if there's a civil war. In fact, it indeed has already started. And in fact, you want to hear a great political ad. I mentioned Hung Kao running for the Senate in Virginia, H-U-N-G-C-A-O. Go on to YouTube and put in Hung Kao um, message to America or something like that. You will get a three-minute political ad that will blow you away. The best political ad I've ever seen in my life. And God bless him, a Vietnamese refugee running for office along the likes of Vivek Ramaswamy, an Indian. I, you know, I love what's going on in the Republican Party because, and I'm digressing, I understand. You see, I want to keep getting back to the good news. Those of you who have been with this program for all 18 years, I don't know if there's anybody out there that still is. But anyway, they're out there. Those that have been here with me for 12, 14, 15 years. As long as I've been on in Las Vegas, which is the biggest audience for this program, I have said that my prayer, and it is truly a prayer, has been for the rising up of godly, articulate, conservative blacks and Hispanics. I didn't ask for Indians and Vietnamese, but I'll take them. I'm adding them. I'm expanding in my diversity and inclusion prayers. But at the time, and for all those years, I was focused on black and Hispanic because the left cannot stand great people like Clarence Thomas rising up to positions of authority and veneration and, and respect less wittingly or unwittingly, intentionally or accidentally, he leads a whole bunch of blacks off the Democrat plantation. Can't stand those guys. That's why they fought desperately to keep them off the Supreme Court. So this is what's going on. I love it because it is an answer to an over-decades-long prayer. Okay, back to the abortion issue. Quoting this nurse, quote, her letter, I am an emergency medicine resident in, in fact, she can't, we can't even state the hospital. While on my OB, 
GYN rotation. At an outside hospital, a woman experiencing a failed abortion came to the hospital. The mom had an abortion injury, and they transferred her to the hospital. While there, she ended up going into labor, 21 to 23 weeks along when she delivered a beautiful baby girl. The staff expected the baby to, quote, expire, end quote, immediately, but instead she began crying. I walked into my night shift, and the baby lay in the bassinet alone. I asked who the cute baby was, and this is when I was told that it was not a baby, it was an it, an abortion tent, and they were just waiting for it, as they called her, to die. I picked up the baby and was berated by one of the residents who instructed me to put it back because the nurses need to keep checking on it to document when it dies. I declined and sat there crying for the remainder of the subsequent sign-out and shift. I was helpless, and there was nothing I could do. She had already been alive at that point for several hours, but without respiratory support, I knew she was experiencing organ failure. When an unrelated medical emergency caused the entire OBGYN team to rush to the OR, I was an emergency resident just there for my 10 deliveries as required by my program. So I took the baby, the ignored baby, to a room alone. I prayed over her. I sang to her. The Lord gave me a name for that baby, and I named her Ada, A-D-A. <laughs> Ada. It's a town very close to where I grew up, which I later learned means adornment. I was right. Hey, I knew uh, girls from Ada that I thought were adorned. I didn't know the meaning of the word. Getting back to this, I put her back in the bassinet, and she was referred to as the dead baby by many of the nurses throughout the night. The attending doctor who came on night shift later officially announced her dead, who was apparently a pro-life doctor, for he said simply, she could have been president. This is, my goodness, this is where we are in this country. She goes on to say, i got to finish this, sometime... Later, we participated in a training simulation for perimortem C-sections. Uh, by definition, this is performed on women with viable pregnancies. Viable. To save the mother, not the child, by diverting blood flow away from the uterus and then to her other organs. While practicing, all my colleagues were joking that you get the baby from the uterus and you, quote, throw it away because we don't care about a fetus. We only want to focus on helping the mom. The she is quoting what her colleagues are saying in the training. Quote, we don't care about the fetus. We only want to focus on helping the mom, end quote. She goes on to say they even took the simulation baby 
born in a simulated fashion in this training session. And they threw the child, the baby, the simulated baby, they threw her across the room. I was pretty quiet after all this happened, trying to keep my emotions in check while thinking about Ada. But I was essentially, actually, in fact, chased down the hallway by my fellow residents who lectured me to not let my politics influence patient care, which I found ironic. And, of course, their politics dictate the killing of the child. This is where we are. A cruel, ruthless country that would put the gods, would make gods of Molech and Ashtoreth proud, could make Vladimir Putin look righteous, because even Russia doesn't outlaw abortion, but it doesn't support it. They want babies in Russia. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I got to get to this China piece. This will blow you away. How far am I going to get here today? I don't know. But this report, 12-page report, has come out, uh, published by the Washington Times, by an organization um, which it's it's a long title, called Enumerating, Targeting, and Collapsing the Chinese Communist Party's Neurostrike Program. It's a report addressing that. And it's assembled actually by multiple intelligence analysts warning us that China is working to create a neurostrike weapon. What's a neurostrike weapon? It's a weapon that directly targets the brain and brain function and offers a way by which you can control government leaders or possibly with mass application an entire population. Quote from this report, the intelligence report, the weapons can be used to directly attack or control brains using microwave or other directed energy weapons by guns or larger weapons firing electromagnetic beams. Now, they don't need to use these on the left. The left is all screwed up already. These would be used against those who would be pushing back against Chinese dominance over the, dominance over the whole world. The report goes on to say, quote, the danger of China's brain warfare weapons prior to or during a conflict, you ready? is no longer theoretical. The possibility seems threatening. Neurostrike, quoting, is a military term defined as the engineered targeting of the brains of military personnel or civilians using non-kinetic technology. In other words, you don't have to have something tangible move. It's intangible. That's be the non the goal is to impair thinking, reduce situational awareness, inflict long-term neurological damage, and cloud normal cognitive functions. In other words, what's already happened to the left. China now considers such weaponry as a basic element 
of its warfare strategy against the United States. China has a 100-year plan to destroy the United States. We're at about year 85. You should look it up on the Epoch Times. It's, it's incredible. <clears throat> well, I got I to gotta get to RFK because I, I told you I'd get to that. Um, and I also want to get to a piece about Israel. Uh, so here we go. The Democrats who can't stand RFK Jr. In other words, the left cannot stand the old school Democrat. RFK, JFK, Hubert Humphrey, they all be Republicans if they're alive today. No question about it. RFK, though he supports abortion, is sort of that old school Democrat. I believe the guy when he talks about vaccines. When it gets down to vaccines, the CDC and all that stuff, he is more right on than Donald Trump. Not enough to vote for the guy by itself, but there's actually word out there that that the Donald has got four people. I don't know how true this is. Four people on his shorter VP list: Carrie Lake, no particular order, Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, and RFK Jr. Man, would that be an interesting campaign? But Jim Jordan has been asked by the Democrats to disinvite, disinvite, in other words, another word for censor here, presidential candidate RFK from a hearing on Capitol Hill that deals with what? Censorship and the weaponization of government agencies to stifle and suppress free expression. So understand this. The Democrats want the Republicans to censor RFK from participating in a dialogue about censorship. Do they not want to censor? Obviously, these are the censors asking the Republicans to censor. Because he's not so for DEI and all those things. Uh, it mean it just the, <clears throat> but they say they're Democrats. They want to be. Di- they want diversity, right? They want inclusion, right? They want people to speak their free mind, right? No, they don't. They only want people who to parrot their dogma and their narrative of left wing elitism. Nobody else gets to speak their mind. They don't even want any debates. They want Joe Corn Pop. Joey No Brains Biden to not have any debates because they'll make him look like the Nimrod idiot that he is. All in the name of democracy, we want to cut off all debate. These are the most traitorous, dictatorial, tyrannical regime we've ever had in this country. Okay, I would like to. Uh, Lamb Blast, Disney. Um, but you know why? You know, this is interesting. I, I think I'm going to pick this up. Disney owned the rights to The Sound of Freedom. You've heard this movie, Box Office Smash. It's all about human trafficking of children, how horrible it is. Disney owned this movie for many years. This movie was made a long time ago. It just finally got in the hands, 
by somebody who had the guts to release it. Now it's just killing it at the box office. So why wouldn't Disney want to have a movie that actually deals with about human sex trafficking of young girls and young boys? Guess what? Why would you have a movie that comes out against the very thing your company supports? Disney Groomingville. There's a, they're for grooming. They absolutely are. I, don't, I can't go into it any further. I've, you've heard the proof about that from me before. But i got to make sure I get this next piece in because it is important. My, I do have friends on the left. A few of them listen to this program. I had one guy write me about a year and a half ago, said, uh, I, can't, I, I don't like your program. I don't like anything about it. And then uh, about a year later, he wrote me, wrote back and said, I still don't like your program. Well, you're still listening. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I'm not going to get to my quote, I'm afraid, uh, by um, Dennis Prager called, How Do You Know When Someone's Lying? I just have to I need to give it justice, and i got to save it for next week. But Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, is slamming Democrats because of the anti-Semitic remarks that are emerging from the Democrats. Now, the House passed its uh, resolution, I guess you will. It was a resolution. It wasn't a bill. A resolution stating that Israel is not a racist or apartheid state. I don't need to read the resolution to you. You get it. The Bible is very clear about how you should conduct yourself with the nation of Israel. It says, don't touch my anointed. Do they always do right? No. They frequently do wrong, do they? Yes. Is it our business to um, ostracize them and uh, help push them into the Mediterranean like the Muslims want? God forbid that we should do that. There's a passage in Joel 3, 2, which says that God will judge the nation that divides his land, Israel. And all the Democrats want to divide Israel into a two-state nation. A whole bunch of Republicans, the rhinos, the ones with no spine, no cojones, <clears throat> they want to do the same thing. But we're the nation that has risen in part to where we are because of our unbridled blessing of the nation of Israel. The Bible says, I will bless those that bless thee and curse those that curse thee. Now, this resolution was opposed, believe it or not, by nine people. And I'm going to list who they are. Rashida Tlaib from Michigan. Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ilhan Omar. Jamal Bowman. Summer Lee. Corey Bush. Ayanna Presley. Andre Carson. And Delia, or Delia, not sure how she pronounced it, Ramirez. Nine congressmen opposed a resolution 
declaring Israel to not be racist or apartheid. All nine are Democrats. So last week I made the statement, not all Democrats are anti-Semitic Jew haters. No, but all the Jew haters, skip the word anti-Semitic, Let's cut to the chase. They're Jew haters. All the Jew haters, every single one, 100% of the Jew haters in Congress are Democrats. 100%. The ones who spit on Israel, the ones who would watch this country and cheer our own country go down the tubes as a result of turning our back on Israel. We aren't going to do that. Not just yet. So Joey Cornpop No Brains Biden will not accommodate for the second time Benjamin Netanyahu in the United States. He'll accommodate more left-leaning Jews because he needs to keep some Jews voting for him. Why they do that, God only knows. But he's blown off Netanyahu a second time. The Jew haters that surrounded Barack Hussein Obama, are notorious. You see, this country, when I say it's going to split, I say it's only going to split physically. It has already split spiritually. It has already split economically. We have people for the first time in the history of the United States, moving out of states that surround them with people they don't like to states where there are more people that they with whom they identify. And that's mostly true of conservatives. It's also true of, of, uh, of leftists. Some of them are moving out of states they don't like. There is a, the beginning of an exodus of transgenders out of Florida. And why? Because how do homosexuals propagate? Grooming. That's all they got. And the anti-grooming laws in Florida have begun to send some of the trannies packing. And where? Oh, they got lots of destinations that would love to receive them. California, Oregon, Massachusetts, New York, Illinois, throw in Hawaii, we have split. We just haven't split physically, geographically yet. But physically, legally, we haven't split. But it's coming. And the Word says to not be unequally yoked. The Word says, what fellowship does light have with darkness? It's a passage we use as to why a believer should not willingly enter into a marriage with an unbeliever. Why a believer should not willingly enter into a business relationship with an unbeliever. But also speaks to why a nation which is founded on righteousness should not enter into and join into treaties with nations that are focused on hating God's anointed. This is Robin Walder of the Robin Walder Show encouraging you to sit tall in the saddle. America. Remember, you ride for the brand, and that's the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you. 
See you next week.